So you've created something, a painting, a poem, a play, an album of songs or something. And it's a good piece of work. It deserves to be seen, heard, enjoyed by other people. How are you going to get it out there? It's not going to happen by itself. What's that misquote from the movie Field of Dreams? If you build it, they will come. Oh yeah? I think not. Unless you're wealthy and can afford your own publicist, you're going to have to spread the word yourself. And this means promoting not just the work, but yourself as the artist too. Where do you start? You don't learn much about promotion skills at school. Few artists have marketing degrees, and most will be winging it when it comes to promoting their work. It's easy to rave about other people's work when you like it, but blowing your own trumpet can feel so uncomfortable, even scary. So I thought it might be good to seek help in this field and hear from some people with knowledge and experience of promoting things. I'm Frances Butt, and this is Emotipod Arts and Emotions Series 2, Creative Blocks. Let's get straight in with a little perspective from my husband, film director and producer Bill Butt, whose background story offers a fresh perspective on some basic nuts and bolts of promotion. My mum and dad had a market gardening business Mm -hmm. and we had a stall on Northampton Market, which initially was just Wednesdays and Saturdays. Uh, Later on, it was Fridays as well. And we'd drive in from the market garden 25 miles in the morning and we'd stand market. We'd get there about six o'clock and I was there from when I was about eight or seven or eight, really. And I learned about that dirty stuff money, (laughs) pound shillings and pence that smelt horrible and had to be handled, and how to add it up, and how to work out change. And I also learned about promotion then, Mm. because if we had stuff left, the whole idea was to buy just the right amount, because we had to buy in as well, we couldn't grow it all, and bring to the market just the right amount, so that you would finish around about four o'clock, and you wouldn't have anything going in the van, because if it went in the van, it wasn't fresh for the next market. Right. And mum and dad were proud that we sold premium stuff. We were the celery kings of Northampton Market, which meant buying in dirty celery, you don't see it anymore, covered in black earth, washing it, trimming it, and presenting it on the stall, brilliantly white. Okay. Dad had a secret about that. He used to say to the other (laughs) stall holders that he put coal in the water to make it so white. So all the other stall holders the week following had black celery. (laughs) Then he told them that he peed in the water to make it white. Oh. So all the other stallholders had yellow celery. It was a tough game. It was, and you had to cheat <laughs> a little bit. But at the end of the day, if we did have had stuff left, we would start yorping. And yorping is just a lovely word for that stallholders shouting you hear when you walk through a market. Well, that's interesting. I called that quality sales thing, which is a real big thing, isn't My it? My father would remind them that our <laughs> stuff was better by selling... Buy the best and live the longest. The other one towards the end of the day was, shan't be round tomorrow. You couldn't find a better model of straightforward, direct promotion. Now, I'm not suggesting that you, my delicate artist friends, should stand on street corners shouting, get your lovely music here, it's lovely. Well, you might like to. After all, in days of yore, strolling players, acrobats and musicians walked through the streets doing just that. 
and giving examples of their performing skills. The idea is to get yourself to places where the people are who might like your work and to let them see or hear about your work. Bill's family were selling their top-notch celery to people who were there looking for the best celery. But this is interesting. So first of all, you're motivated to shift the stuff, which is going to make you work a bit harder to shift it, to promote it. And secondly, you're putting a kind of urgency to it that's part of the game, isn't it? To to tell people how particularly high quality it is. So it, uh, yeah, exactly. So the, the the whole idea of getting rid of it at the end of the day is that you don't bring out substandard stuff the next market. I mean, that holds true when, when you're dealing with creative selling as well. You want to get rid of your ideas when they're fresh and not keep trying to tout stale ideas right. and things that people have already seen yes you've got to be fresh yeah just like the salads <laughs> God. you may be thinking but my artwork is not like a stalk of celery so let's hear now from writer helen gill on promoting a book and talking about the hard sell i was think of it as being a bit of an american trait rightly or wrongly whereas we tend to be a little more genteel reserved yeah and so to promote self yeah is almost counter mm. intuitive yeah so people love it over there because <laughs> it's so, liberating it's because you're allowed to yes. blow your own trumpet and say i've done this thing mm. have a look at this yes what a joy to be able to just feel free to do that. I mean, it's such a healthy thing. And we are so buttoned up and we are. repressed. Um, <laughs> Brits. It, oh, I can write eighty or 90,000 words. Yeah. But when it comes to writing the blurb that goes on the black oh, cover yes. that someone's going to pick up and have a look at mm. or read on the silver screen, you mean the blurb about you? Well, about me, but also even just the blurb that will sell the book yeah. because someone picks it up and looks at it and thinks... Yes. Really sexy short paragraph, haven't and you? And yeah. that's that sort of self-promotion of the novel, but the novel has come from me. Yeah. So I'm, in a sense, trying to sell that that came from me. And it grows inside us for so long right and there's such investment mm. in it and such mm. care for it to almost summate it in a couple of to, yeah. paragraphs which are so a bit glitzy to... and a bit glib yes but you've just got you've just got to hook them really yes you? you've got to hook and then as you said the self-promotion of the author mm. about the author oh. well somebody else should be doing that shortly <laughs> if only they would <laughs> i'll do that for you darling oh, thank you so much <laughs> Helen illustrated beautifully there the angst of promoting something you've put immense time and effort into, something that means a great deal to you. And then with that back cover description, feeling like it's been reduced to something like a stalk of celery. Not that there's anything wrong with celery, it's a wonderful thing, a superfood in fact, but it doesn't have that emotional investment in it. I turned to our resident psychotherapist and lovely chum, Lisa Jones, who is also an actor and dancer, so she really knows what we're talking about. Coming across as an attractive proposition, Mm -hmm. having knowledge and authority about what you do, looking like you might be the person to go to, and being personable Mm -hmm. and and friendly and warm and open, all those things, that seems like 
attraction. But there's a tipping point where it goes into pushy mm. marketing. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> tricky yeah. one. Yeah. It is. It is tricky. It's finding that balance, isn't it? It's almost like on a, on a par with confidence moving into arrogance. It's that kind of, Ooh. you know, having that confidence to to put oneself out there. Yeah. To be like, this is me, this is what I do, and, you know, and, and I, I like doing it or I'm confident doing it or what have you, versus, hey, look at me, I'm amazing, I'm the best thing in the world, like, you won't get any better than me, you have to come and you... And we'll talk about that spectrum from confidence through arrogance and towards narcissism in a later episode. That's, yeah, but also, not, you know, have you signed up yet? Have yeah. you paid? Oh them? my gosh! Have you? Yeah, don't Pushing, miss out. Don't, like every yeah, yeah, day yeah, for yeah. two months. It's yeah. yeah, we're nearly there. Have you? Mm. Oh, I've got so many signed up now. Mm-hmm. You don't miss out on this. You're going to mm-hmm. miss out all mm-hmm. this. That really repels me. Yeah, same. Some people. Same find it okay but um mm-hmm. yeah I really struggle with that I do and and I I wonder if it's for a similar reason I mean I I hate it but I mean I actually <laughs> hate it and so I find cute. it so icky because what people are doing that type of marketing and sales is they are deliberately tapping into the scarcity mindset for people and that's why I have such a problem with it you, you know, will because, miss out if you yeah, do psychology yeah, yeah it's that fear of missing out it's that scarcity it's like oh my gosh well I have to have it and everybody else is having it and what if I'm yeah. missing an amazing opportunity I have to do it <gasps> And then people get yeah. buyer's remorse because yeah. they'll do it. Then they'll go, oh, oh, I don't know if I uh, want that, actually. Or I don't know if I need it. So that pushy, pushy sales is horrible. Mm. And it's very, very different to, hey, this is me. That's all right. I'll try not so, to go so off on one. It smacks of desperation to me. Yeah, it? absolutely. Yeah. It's like I have a rule for anybody who might be on LinkedIn. Uh, don't do this. So I live on LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn all the time. Oh, I- and I love it. And I often reach out and connect to people but because I genuinely want to connect with them. And then I want to get to know them or yeah. have a conversation and you know oh, if I'm I know what's coming yeah if I'm suitable and we think we can you know like yeah. great yeah genuinely but it's a genuine yeah. let's understand each other yeah I cannot stand it it's an immediate block yeah delete blacklist mm-hmm. for me it's a personal direct message yeah that sales with the sales it's like I've never it's either I've never met you yeah. you've come at me with sales or my least favorite when people have actually have had a conversation, but they've forgotten we've had a conversation. I had this really recently. <laughs> oh, hey, Lisa. I thought you'd be really interested in this. It's right up your street. You know, yeah. join this. And I'm like, yeah. oh, Delete. No. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand it. Don't sell at me. Mm. Don't sell at me. Just, you know, have a yeah. conversation with me. I will far more likely engage with somebody's services or what have you if there's that rapport. Yeah. Rapport yeah. is everything, isn't it? You know, so I think, yeah, yeah there's the attracting people. The pushy sounds which in is the appropriate key. area. Mm. The Instagram's a funny one because if mm. you if I use the word podcast mm-hmm. on a post, I'll get promoted on blah 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 yes. blah page. Yeah, 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 you yeah, get yeah. loads of those. Yeah, but then you'll get messages or message requests saying, uh, "Oh, I love your page. You know, I love your mm-hmm. thread. Uh, you look like the right kind of person who would really be suitable for you know promoting our." I don't know, sanitary projects. Yes, or yeah, projects or yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, thanks a lot. Yeah. These are nothing to do with what I <laughs> yeah, do exactly, at all. Yeah, yeah. Be an ambassador what? for our active wear. Yeah, mm, yeah, yeah. Mind. Yeah. And it's interesting, isn't it? Because I think when it comes to the creative... <laughs> yeah, you feel really heard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> I think the creative industries, I think it was, I said this to you the other week, didn't I? So like when it comes to my business, I have no problem talking about my business. I enjoy talking about it. It's a when service. it comes to creativity, yeah. the creative right. side, that's something different. Why is it that's so different? Right. Because I think there is that, rightly or wrongly, there is the association with the creative world 
that it's almost like when you put yourself out there, however that is, it's almost like people have permission to critique. <laughs> if oh, it's okay. something oh, in the creative industry. Yeah. It's almost like people Head go, above the parapet, yeah. you're fair game. Yes. Oh, yeah. And yeah, um, yeah. so I think yeah. kind of in the creative world, people putting themselves out there or, or that self-promotion feels much, much scarier. Because also in the creative world, as we know, when people are putting their work out there, part of them is going oh, out there, sure. you it's know. It's a really personal oh, thing. Yeah, it's exactly, really vulnerable. Exactly. I think that feels so yeah, scary. It is, very, it is very scary. You know, it's like yeah. so promoting, I think, in that way feels very different. And we'll look at critique and criticism in another episode too. But yes, it's personal when it comes to the arts. Ergo, scarier. But help is at hand. I went to visit my friend Sadia Gazanfar, whose coaching business is called Slay Your Dragons. And getting to grips with the self-promotion dragons involved a really illuminating chat. Well, you know, self-promotion is a fundamental skill that is needed, especially in our modern times, because, you know, in order to succeed in this kind of busy, competitive world, you need to be able to share yourself and sell yourself to people, not only personally, but also professionally. Yeah. And, you know, the research out there is emphatic that it is a fundamental skill that you need to have in our modern world. Yeah. And I think oftentimes what happens is people have a lot of barriers when it comes to self-promotion. Yes. Now, let's talk about those because I've certainly had them. Why is it so much easier? Mm. You can sing the praises of someone. Oh, you've got to see them. They're just amazing. But it's partly a modesty thing or a shyness thing. Well, I think cultural thing as well. So it's quite fascinating. Like I've been looking up the word like self-promotion and other words that are linked to it. Boasting, bragging, egotistical, (laughs) arrogant, conceited, like all of these words. And as I share those with you, Francis, what comes to mind like when you hear those words? Oh, he's like, don't want to be that. Don't Mm want to be that. Don't want to be that. Of course. Yeah. Who wants to be that? We have such a fear of coming across that way that we just get stuck and won't even go there. No. Because of just the negative connotations of yeah. that word, like self-promotion, yeah. it brings up so much discomfort and right. fear, like yeah. you shared. Yeah. And when you have that, you're not going to lean into that more True. because you're just like, no, this isn't for me. Yeah. So I think, you know, that's a big barrier yeah. that gets in a lot of people's way because mm-hmm. they hear that word and it just stops them from doing it because of the negative connotations. Yeah. Um, So I personally think a great way to flip that is to reframe it. Some people are able to share what they do with the world with ease and with passion. What if you saw self-promotion as a way of sharing your gifts? We're taking it as read here that the quality of the product, if we can call it that, or the skill, say, is not in question. It's good. It's done. It's finished. Let it go. It's time for it to sail. 
And actually part of it is, you know, if you do know what you're talking about by sharing it more with others, your confidence is going to grow because again, confidence is a skill set as well. And the more you flex that muscle, the stronger it becomes. Yes. Same with self-promotion. So the more you share what you're doing with others, you're passionate about it and you're telling people how you can help them, Yes, that muscle is going to get stronger and stronger and it will just become the norm for you. It's yes. not going to be a challenge anymore. Yeah, so you just got to get doing it. Nike motto, just do it, is a brilliant <laughs> little mantra. Sometimes I have to repeat to myself as yes. well, just do it, just, just do it. it. So great, just do it. But just do what? So to anyone who hasn't yet got started with promoting their work of genius, mm. <laughs> where would you set them on their way, Sadia? So if they do have that fear, and like you said, you know, they're not there yet, make a list of their achievements and the things that they've done so far that they're proud of. And it could be personal or professional. So say if it is somebody who's creative, who's an artist, you know, list out the achievements, list the things that you're proud of, because that will give, that will bolster you and it will give you a boost. Mm. And once you have that boost, it's a lot easier then to start going out in the world. Keep an evidence log. So as soon as things happen, start tracking it because often it's just kind of, it just happens and we move on to the next thing. And we don't really take the time to stop, acknowledge and honour ourselves for what we have achieved. That is true. So Sadia has laid down some good foundations there, good practices to build and keep following. What's next? Oh, yes. Manage your expectations and build bit by bit. Not asking the world of yourself and not, yeah. asking, not demanding that the whole world or the population of the United Kingdom or whatever <laughs> loves your thing because that's not going to happen. No. And also pressure. Mm. Who needs that pressure yes. on them? I love that. Like, yeah. you know, keep it local, yeah. keep it small yeah. and ask people within your community. So, you know, you talked about the people that you have had positive feedback yeah. from. Lean into them a little bit more. What was it that you did specifically? So if you ask those specific questions, it will help you be clearer on the value that you're adding to their lives. It's about, okay, what's that tiny 5% action that I can take yeah. that can start to cultivate more of a connection with my audience yeah. where I can have that, you know, um, back and forth. I think I've just come up against another block here mm. because I have an aversion to the what comes across as a kind of a forced call to action. Okay. What do you think about this? At the mm. end of every post, I just, just oh, yeah, I yeah. haven't got the time to tell you what I think about this. I've got a day, I've got a mm. life to live. And I don't want to do that to people and yeah. just go, oh, that's annoying, actually. It doesn't, not genuine. So I, I, yeah, it makes me hold back a little bit from that. But the what do you think mm-hmm. at the end of, oh, I, mm, I have a bit of a... <laughs> well, that's important to pay attention to that because yeah. it's it's important to know what you don't want to do and how mm. you don't want to come across. And if you, you've got such a visceral reaction there to that. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. So, you know, you don't have to do that. That's Thank just you. one way of doing it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for some people that works and yes. that's okay. And if that doesn't work for you, that's okay. You'll be able to experiment and try yeah. and find different ways of working. Yeah. We've moved into the often bewildering territory of social media here, haven't we? Here's a little on that from music producer Amos Childs. Possibly generational, because we are all just a little bit too old to be 
in that kind of TikTok sort of. Okay. I mean, we have like Facebook and Instagram and stuff, yeah. but it, I think it's quite it's kind of different again now. And yeah, uh, yeah. Is know. it? Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I can't record that face you just pulled. <laughs> it was a good one. <laughs> I mean, like I just feel I would feel weird being on TikTok now because it's like. <laughs> Just loads of sixteen-year-olds, and I just feel like some Good weird lurking uncle. Like, okay, so let's ignore that generational issue of the various social media apps just for now, and work on the assumption that you're on the right one for you. How do you use it to best advantage? I guess is the question. Some people are very faithfully following, dutifully turning up mm. every day doing reels or whatever it is that's the latest thing you're supposed to do if you want to get some traction and they've stopped building you up if you only do posts and oh, there's always something that they're doing to tweak yeah these social oh, gets my goat yeah can you say anything about that because then you feel you're on a yeah. treadmill and it starts to yes. be a trudge and yeah, it starts yeah. to be resented and then it goes wrong Francis, i have a completely different perspective on this okay. i think that like you said, yeah, then you're sucked into the machine and sucked into this way of being. Get off. <laughs> you don't have to be on it. Get off it. There are other ways to explore. You know, I'm really passionate about not spending all my time on social media. Right. Actually, a lot of my business doesn't come from social media. Right. You know, explore other ways of connecting with people that feel genuine to you, that feel authentic to you, that light you up. Yeah. So start paying attention to your energy. My energy felt drained when I was using social media yeah. and, po you know, adding these posts and so on and waiting for likes. And to be honest, a lot of the likes were just vanity metrics. Yes. It was like, how many likes you can get? Yes. Was that money in the bank? Was yeah. that, you know, real connections yeah, with people? Yeah, it makes you start to be miserable, mm -hmm. to feel miserable, yeah. And I was just like, do you know what? I'm checking out of this because this isn't the only way to do business. There are other ways. Right. So why don't I start exploring other ways? And I did. And there were other ways that just lit me up, which was having, you know, face-to-face -face connections with people yeah. or events or talking, yeah. workshops, you know, just different ways of reaching out to people that are small, small groups, yes. not large, but filled my cup up. Yes. I got a lot from it. Yeah. So, yeah, get off the wheel. You don't have to do it if you don't want to. Uh, the algorithms, things are always going to be changing. You're always going to have to keep up with it. Yes. And if that's not you, yes. it's okay to say no and do something different. Perfect. And yeah. reach out to other people that are doing things differently. Seek them out because there are wonderful people out there who are doing things differently. Yes, yes. Well, this is cheering me up, I must say. And what Sadia was saying begs the question... How much do you need? Mm. How much do you want? How many people do you want to connect? Do you want to become a big star? Yeah. Or will a handful of people who would dig what you do yeah. be enough? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's important to question the success metrics that we're following. Yes. Are they as or yes. are we just taking them on because we see everybody else doing it and we yeah. think we should be doing it? And you see the very few who are doing brilliantly in that way and then you compare yourself to them and it's hopeless. Really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get the blinkers on. Ignore everybody else we can't and just all do have your own... a blue tick, darling. E exactly. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and just do your own thing. Just be you and do it your own way. And you will start to attract things to you and become a magnet if you just be yourself. There were some great things in there. 
Question the success metrics. By what measure of success are you thinking you should be aiming for and reaching? And there's that should word again that makes so many millions of us miserable every day. Should you be gaining followers every day? Should you be achieving great things, whatever that means to you? Rather than taking those small, steady steps towards achievable goals, have you even figured out your goals? And also, it's important to know that social media is just one tool. It's not the only marketing tool. There are so many others that are really powerful. Good point. Right. For example, there's email. Because under that is someone has signed up. Yeah. They have actively, proactively signed up. So it's not unsolicited anymore, is it? Yeah, they want it. And they can unsubscribe if they want to. Yeah. But again, I'm still squeamish about that. Oh, it's too often if I do this and they... Yeah, so it sounds like you're making a lot of assumptions on what might be too much for the the end person. And I'm not sure how to get people engaging on an email list. Do you need them to engage when you're doing a regular email? You know, again, they don't need to. you might not need to. And I guess it's like thinking about what are those emails that you look forward to receiving? Mm. Which ones do you, you know, get excited about and you want to read? How does that email make you feel? Yes. And then if you come from that place, how do you want your email list subscribers to feel? What do you want to give to them? What's that gift that you're sharing? That's true. How are you being of service to them? Yeah. It changes things a little. When Jesus said, do unto others as you would have them do unto you, I don't imagine he was thinking about email newsletters, but it's such a great multi-purpose quote. Why not enjoy writing the kinds of emails you like receiving? If you don't share yourself with people, how do they know to reach out to you? Mm-hmm. So I think this is a brilliant example. The mm-hmm. two of us sat here. Yeah. You know, you reached out to me because I had shared something That's about true. self-promotion. Yeah. So I, I was on your radar because yeah. I talked about it. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. And you wanted to do a podcast around this. So it was like, oh, moment, Sadia, there we go. That's a good one. Looking out for opportunities to connect with people you feel an affinity with, collaborating, sharing ideas and passions. This feeds creativity in a non-egotistical way and promotes your work as a lovely, natural, look-no-marketing side effect. You don't even have to be bothering yourself about the term self-promotion doing this. But if that phrase is still uncomfortable for you, you could maybe just try thinking of it as making your stuff visible so that people can know about it. And that's a nice way of reframing self-promotion. What if we don't use that word because it makes us feel icky? Right. What if we say, I want to be more visible? Now, you are absolutely permitted to feel fine about being visible one day and to hide away and not be seen at all on another day if you're not in the mood. So perhaps you can reassure yourself that your promotional activities don't have to be that relentless and that if you don't feel up to yawping today, don't worry. But shall we come back to the business of what kinds of things to say to make your stuff visible and appealing? It can feel daunting to sit with a blank piece of paper not knowing what to say or write about your own work, but really it's always more simple than it feels. Here's Helen Gill again. Why would they choose this book? What would make this book so special? that you want to buy this book about this subject written by me okay, so rather than any of the 12 that are also on the shelves in 
cobblestones mm. or wherever. In short, what would you tell a friend about it over a cuppa? Here's Bill again on promoting or pitching an idea for a pop promo to a record company. His proposal for how to film a band and their latest song. With promos, it was lovely because they didn't have the attention span and everything was so quick. The decision was made on an A4 piece of paper, really. You'd write a proposal, a treatment, and that, and along with your past work and your reputation, the decision would be made at the end of that meeting. I love that. I love the the whole concept of the one page. Yes. You, know, you hand over the one page. Yeah. And you, it's it's going to be bought or rejected yeah. on that one page, really. You just like, do I like this idea? Yeah. Yeah, this is an idea yeah. that's going to catch or not. So it's actually, it's quite simple. Ultimately. Yeah, I, I was pretty good at the one page. Yeah. In fact, I think it's fair to say <laughs> that sometimes a one page was a lot better than the three and a half minute film. But <laughs> I didn't mention that to the record company. No, well, no. The thing is... <laughs> Anyone can write a page with an idea on it because mm, yeah. it breaks it down to a simple thing. You've got yeah. an idea, you're going to write it down in a few paragraphs and then your treatment page, which is like, how are you going to do this thing? I love that yeah. it makes it a manageable sell. Yes, and I, I think there is an art to presentations mm. and it's about getting everything in there but without going on too much. So yeah. if you've got a page, you've got to put the... The idea of the film, the plot, you've got to explain how the lighting's going to work, how the camera work's going to work, how the movement's going to work, how you're going to top and tail it. You've got to fill out the idea so that people know what they're going to get. Make the lead singer look like a hero flying through the air or whatever it is, you know, whatever. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I I did get a bit of a run of doing bands that were trying to make a comeback. Oh. And I I would always stress that the lighting would make them a lot younger. Right. (laughs) Yeah, you've got to sell that. Yeah, sell, so, yeah then you've got to do it. Sell that if you can. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Then you've got to do it, which would <laughs> sometimes work. Even feature-length films start with a one-page or one-pager, the kernel of an idea to enjoy building slowly outwards. And here's a final word from Sadia. I mean, the only other thing I would add is just practice, because with any skill, the more you do it, the easier it becomes. So yeah. just start small, start where you're at yeah. and just practice, practice, practice. And if there is somebody like who does it in a very natural way and you yeah. like the way they do it, start mimicking them, start noticing what they're doing yes. and practice it yourself. Perhaps much of the resistance we feel to the idea of self-promotion comes from conflating it with self-adulation. Earlier, I mentioned promoting yourself as the artist as well as your product. After listening to all these guests, it's clear that this bit doesn't mean selling your very self, your soul, so much as promoting your unique perspective on the world, your values, your vision, the stuff that people can relate to and engage with. And by this definition, self-promotion isn't at all about boasting. And promoting something you know is worth promoting is never something to be ashamed of. What else was great in all that? Oh yes, forget what Sadia called the vanity metrics. Checking in on how many likes each of your posts get. Leave all that to those reels full of funny babies and dogs and amazing body poppers. Which, by the way, are attention crack, using up your precious minutes. And what a joy it is to think of social media, although of course it's an incredible development in communication, not being the absolute be-all. Finding and connecting with real people 
is much more rewarding, even if you do that through social media. Pounce on any bit of good feedback you hear from friends and family and get it written down to use as a testimonial or just to read and cheer yourself on. I'm into this word metrics now. Thanks, Sadia. Question your success metrics. Are they in fact yours or do they come from one of those thousands of books or YouTube posts by millionaire entrepreneurs who probably became millionaire entrepreneurs by selling their metrics to people like you? We like to daydream about success. It's natural, but it's not healthy to stay too long in daydream land. Comparing yourself to hugely successful figures and thinking 20,000 steps ahead. Small steps in the real world are much healthier and more satisfying. Working out each next small step from exactly where you are, enjoying doing that and moving to the next. Self-promotion is really just DIY promotion and that's a great thing to do. Even if you have the luxury of being able to put your promotion into other people's hands, they might not say it as well as you can. So enjoy practising your yorping. Be your own town crier. Wake the town and tell the people. In the next Emotipod Creative Blocks, we'll look into that stuff we call grit, determination, and when it tips into ruthlessness. But until then, keep creating what you love creating, because you love it. You need no other reason. Wait a town and tell the people about the miracle days coming your way.